Welcome to Direct Connections, where we explore workflow effectiveness through optimized information sharing and collaboration across robust real-time distribution technology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Direct Connections, an IHSE podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and folks, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the show as we explore broader trends in KVM technology, some of the industries that we serve, and chronicle the impact of IHSE on a larger industry and a larger trend towards evolving content needs. As we dig into today's conversation, I want to make sure that you've got all of the IHSE content you need to be caught up. So make sure that you're heading to our website, IHSEUSA.com. Again, IHSEUSA.com. And make sure that you're subscribing to Direct Connections on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There you can find previous episodes of the show, plus notifications when we drop new ones. So folks, today's episode is a very special one. After several episodes of analyzing the role and impact of KVM switches and workflows on key industries, we're actually turning the microphone uh, inward to learn a little bit more about IHSE's journey and uh, chronicle its growth over the years, giving our audience an overview of IHSE's difference and highlighting our commitment to quality. So we're going to be sitting down with the company's CEO and president here in a few minutes to better understand how each step along the journey of mergers, of new products, of new markets, and new technology have all prepared the company for where it's at today and how it's preparing to deliver on the KVM solutions and needs for tomorrow as the world adapts new technologies and new workflows. And we're gonna be breaking down those market trends that are shaping the KVM world and IHSE's uh, uh, strategy as well for breaking into these markets. So let's go ahead and jump into the conversation and introduce our guest for the day. I'm pleased to welcome Mr. Manny Patel. He's president and CEO of IHSE USA. Manny, great to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, buddy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you taking the time to chronicle some of your experience, some of the growth of the company. Uh, it, it's really been a pleasure, and I, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to cover IHSE's uh, expertise in the past. So now we're really, uh, yeah, exactly. Now we're really getting to the core of it, right? By getting the <laughs> podcast. So I appreciate you jumping on. I want to start with an overview of IHSE USA's history, right? Because IHSE wasn't an American company to begin with. It was actually formed out of Germany, if I have my info correct here. And uh, eventually, thanks to your leadership, it uh, expanded to the States. So can you track that history for us at a high level, and then we'll get a little more granular? Absolutely. Thank you for having me again. The journey has been a long one. We started IHSE in 2009 in the United States. But before that, we were already selling IHSE through distribution arrangement, through uh, OEM accounts, through uh, white labeling products. We were already in the country, I would say very safely, four or five years before we actually started selling in the US. Company was formed in 1984 by the three founders in Germany. And uh, in 2009, we formalized the relationship of uh, opening up IHSE in the U.S. That's, that's basically the starting point of the company. 
Now, in those early days, what would you say separated IHSE from other companies? Uh, again, the launch back in 1984. What was the state of the global market for uh, your technologies in those early days? Give us that overview. In 1984, I was probably in high school or college. Uh, so the founding owners that founded the company, they started off initially as a industrial hardware and software for manufacturing industry. And uh, they also manufactured a PLC controller related hardware uh, for engineering firms. That's how the company started off. There was no KVM per se requirement in those days since computers were fairly new and uh, at the same time, remoting a keyboard was not an option in those days. But as time progressed, KVM played a role in making the technology what it is today. Now track for us the expansion to the United States. Uh, what was it that caught your eye about IHSE uh, when you were you know, looking to bring it from Germany to the US and what was that journey like? Were there any major challenges to uh, adapting the business model or building new partnerships here in the States? Uh, there was no challenging in creating a business model. The, in the early 2000, KBM industry started picking up. Remoting keyboard and mouse was started to pick up. There were a handful of manufacturers who did that, but nobody did it effectively. We saw the Germany product, we tested it out, and then we saw, wow, this is different than what's available on the market today. And we started promoting it, and lo and behold, we got a very good response on the performance of the product. And that drove the direction of what we are today into promoting it into the North American market segment. All right, I feel like we've got a good understanding then of the growth of the company. Now, what about the adaptation of your product offerings, right? How have IHSE's technologies adapted over time? And I'm wondering if in your answer, you can connect the dots between key market trends and then how IHSE over the years responded with new products or new services. Absolutely. We dedicate a huge portion of our revenues to R&D. That is our key. Unlike some corporation, we do dedicatedly put in a lot of effort in the changing trends of what is upcoming in the industry. We are always ahead of the market segment of monitoring the trends that is happening. Having said that, when a new technology, new product, new resolution, high frame rates, all these buzzwords come into play, we already anticipate, we have already anticipated that. And uh, that gives us an edge when the new technologies come into the market, we are ready for it. We always have a beta of a product for new upcoming technology in the labs all the time before the technology is released out for commercial or industrial. Mm. Now that's curious. How are you able to create those uh, you know, beta products and stay one step ahead? Do you have a certain strategy for staying in the know with 
what is cutting edge and sort of what's on the horizon? Yes, we do. But I'll give you limited uh, information on this since sure. uh, the world is going to watch it. And yeah, right. <laughs> confidentiality. But uh, one hint that I can give you is uh, we do associate ourselves with uh, industry leaders mm-hmm. uh, to say. And uh, of course, we are members of a lot of audio, video and data uh, industry uh, associations Mm. where panel discussions, forums, everything keeps us abreast of uh, what's going on. And we get a clue. And of course, not everything, every beta or every lab product we have might come to the market, right? So that's where the R&D comes into play, where we are spending a lot of money trying to keep ahead of the curve, uh, anticipating a particular direction of where the market's new technology would go. And uh, we are there always. Now to bring the conversation uh, to a more timely place, I know that the company's most recent expansion and acquisition in the United States was with the company KVM Tech. I was wondering if you can do a bit of a compare and contrast here. How does the acquisition of KVM Tech track as part of the I guess, legacy of uh, similar strategies and uh, a through line from the beginning of the company to now, um, you know, that have helped inform the growth of the company since its early days, right? How do you see KVM Tech playing a role in the progression of stepping stones for the company? A good question. Very good question. Uh, We have always been a market leader in the conventional, traditional KVM market segment. Trends are changing. And uh, IP-based KVM is becoming the new trend, the new buzzword of the industry. Having KVM tech on board now gives us the flexibility of uh, giving a hybrid solution to our clients, first of all. That necessarily does not mean that our traditional uh, KVM will go away. This will be a hybrid solution, so we will have best of both worlds on the same platform. Be, it can be integrated seamlessly. It can be used independently if required. At the same time, a client has a choice of traditional KVM or an IP KVM or both together at the same time. So that brings us, and we are again, as I said, we have always been a leader in this particular segment of the market. And this is again something much more, something that none of our peers in the industry have. Now, Manny, why would you say that is? Uh, what is it that continues to give uh, IHSC that upper hand where you can confidently say no one else in the industry has X, Y, or Z, right? Uh, without revealing too much of your secrets, right? Um, you know, g- give us uh, any information there. Well, what is it that's really separating IHSC here? Is it in your partnerships? Is it in your um, development strategies? Is it in your connections with customers and industry leaders to stay ahead of the trends? Mix of everything. What do you see? Uh, actually, a combination of all of this. Uh, we we have clients who we treat as family, first of all. To have a successful product line repeatedly sold over and over again for 20 plus more years to the same clients tells you that their faith in us, their belief in us. Second thing is, we always sit with clients, not because they are our clients, but because they are family. 
we listen to what they need. If it needs to be customized, we customize it for them. They are looking for a certain direction of a different technology avenue. We try to incorporate that because our experience brings this to the table. We know what we are doing, first of all, which is a good thing. The most important factor is a client has a particular requirement which he is not able to find in open market or open segment. We make sure we go out of our way to develop it for them. And that gives us one biggest edge. And of course, at that time, the client also pushes us to get the best of the best available in the latest technology. And we deliver that and we have proved it umpteen number of times. And that's what sets us apart. That is reason number one. Why does other peers in the industry don't have what we have? Uh, the answer is very simple. I personally think it's dedication. It's how much do you want to push yourself to be the best out there? And I'm not trying to sound arrogant here by making this statement, but uh, it's a fact. Uh, you reap what you sow. It's an old proverb, and I very firmly believe in it. We spend a lot of time, energy, and dedication to R&D. And what is coming next? What is required? What is a client looking for? What will work? What will not work? Uh, market research, uh, interviews with our clients, sitting with them, talking to consultants, talking to designers, talking to end users gives us a very good feel of uh, what is required and what can we do better and where can we succeed where our peers cannot and how can we beat the curve. And that's the whole mantra behind it. Love that. And I think that dedication is going to continue to separate IHSC for years to come. So now what I want to do is get a sense for how that dedication, how that um, commitment to quality is impacting some of your products in various key industries. So we're gonna break down a few of these here. Let's get an overview for uh, how these strategies, again, have landed your products and services at a certain level of quality and uh, you know serving a certain uh, need in these particular markets that IHSE has strategically positioned itself in. We'll start with eSports. This one's kind of fun and cutting edge. Uh, it's been gaining validation and traction over the last several years, and especially with COVID as, um, you know, various in-person events shuttered indefinitely, we saw virtual events and, you know, esports were primed to take advantage Absolutely. of that, yep. jump into the fray and lead on a lot of new trends for how to build an engaging virtual experience. So where does IHSE fit into that ecosystem and how are you supporting uh, growth in esports? IHSE has been fitting into that particular segment right from day one. And uh, again, thanks to the insight of our technical team that saw this coming. It's a fairly new segment, I would say four or five years old to pick up as a mainstream. And now it has really taken off. In the esports uh, e arena, you require high resolution, high speed, uh, color depth. And we have it all. We actually have developed something that is as high as 240 hertz refresh. So that way the eSport players 
can enjoy the real life experience. Uh, IHSE has always been, always been the industry leader in uh, almost negligible latency, which is what eSports requires. Nowadays, you're looking at a 4K resolution. Soon, 8K resolution will come. So again, in that category, we have always been there. We do 4K at 60 frames. We do 240 hertz. We do almost negligible latency. All these ingredients are the key to the recipe of a successful eSports transmission. And that's what we provide. So uh, we have been there. We have been there from day one. And uh, if you look at uh, the big eSports organizers, eSports gaming companies that creates all these very high resolution, very high action games. Behind the scene, they use us. Now, a slightly more uh, mission critical industry that IHSE serves. I is... knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not to say esports can't also have some mission critical components, but I'm going to do a little pivot here. We're going to jump over to air traffic control, right? Very different needs there, very different level of oversight and standard for, you know, efficiency, quality, and consistency. So how does IHSE, I guess, adjust its products and its services for an industry with that high level of demand and daily demand for quality, consistency, efficiency, etc.? It's very simple. We have a basket of variation of more than 60,000 plus product line in different combinations. When it comes to ATC, ATM, air traffic control market segment, we have been very successful in it in last, I would say, five, seven years. We went into that vertical as uh, let us see what we can offer attitude. And lo and behold, currently we have probably I would say 20 plus airports internationally that are using IHSE. We have got uh, products that they can use for air traffic management. We have got products that can do for air traffic control, uh, apron management. We have uh, immigration tied into it, security tied into it, weather tied into it, radars tied into it. All those components that are key to the ATC and ATM towers and the airport management systems. The back end is all IHSE. And the feather on the cap is in 2019, FAA awarded us the entire United States ERAM contract. So that was a big feather on our cap that proves that uh, we have a product that FAA likes it as well. And they are using it for their day-to-day -day operation. And then we'll level it up one step further. Can you give us the breakdown of how IHSE has been integrating itself into the government world? I know you have several clients in that space. Uh, you know, without getting too specific here, just give us your perspective on how IHSE has had to adapt its solutions for the kind of rigor that a government client would be looking for. A government client's most important word would be mission critical. We have already been there. Back in 2009, we were approved by NATO for their missile defense system. 
we took that and grew into that market segment consistently for last i would say 15 years 10 years for sure 10 2009 and 2019 yeah about 10 plus years uh, we do a lot of command and control centers we do air force we do coast guards we do army we do navy the back end for their mission critical control is all ihse and here's the most important thing. The buzzword, the requirement for this is very delayed latency. We cannot afford to have a product that switches after a few milliseconds. That is too late in this industry. And that's where we weather it all and we give it the best. And that's what we have. We have the, as I said previously before as well, we have the least amount of latency by the time a controller hits an enter button and by the time the command is executed, it's negligible that your eye is not able to see. And that's the edge basically we have in mission critical situations. Mm. And we, we tend to maintain it and keep it up ahead. All right, now similar kind of framing here for a set of questions, but instead of getting your thoughts on how some of these key industries are motivating um, you know, advances to IHSE's technologies and strategies and also how you've linked with those industries. I'm now going to give you some key trends in technology, in general societal workflows, which we'll get to here in a second, that are shaping IHSE's KVM technologies today. So I'm wondering if you could break down for us some of the specifics behind these changes to your key markets and how they're influencing content demands and then in turn, IHSE's solutions. So we'll start with this one, recent developments in security. Uh, this can include uh, both the just sort of expanded concept of security that each company is taking on to include both physical and cyber, um, but then also the advancements within the technologies themselves that are mission critical for security. Uh, how is that trend impacting IHSE's products? We have always been a internal loop system. When I say internal loop system is our systems are proprietary encrypted in a closed network. We don't touch out to the internet. If somebody comes in from outside logging into the system, usually the company's IT department take care of those gateways for security. Internally, I would call it like an intranet kind of system. We don't touch any client data. What they give in is what we give out, as simple as that. We are only transporting the signal. We don't tap into their stream. We don't tap into the data stream. We don't induce any data stream. Uh, so that is one biggest advantage of IHS. The, that way the client is now comfortable because he does not have any external data stream added to his stream or us tapping into their stream. So as far as security is concerned, it is totally secure because nobody's touching the data. And as far as uh, other security, like the buzzwords nowadays is uh, cyber security. We are ahead of that because we have our own encryption on our own transmission. So that way, and plus it's proprietary. So no hacker in the world would know about it because nobody has it available out in the outside open source market. 
we wrap that up with our own uh, encoding decoding so that also is proprietary and nobody has access to that either and to top it all we have applied for NIAC which is a government certified uh, program uh, it is a, a highly critical based uh, certification program from government we have already applied for it that isolates our from the network outside and it's a very standardized uh, process that the uncle's uh, government has uh, a special classification that would be the most simplest way of putting it to qualify it and we have applied for it and i'm pretty sure in in the coming days we'll soon have the certification in our head that's very exciting stuff and i guess if you had to you know give me a quick follow-up response there what sort of impact do you hope to get from that certification is there any uh you know goals that you're already planning for the company with that in mind yes uh, we have a huge goal and uh, on the next podcast i'll tell you what the thing is because right ah, now i love it <laughs> uh on the, Keep uh, the audience right. engaged to jump on to the next episode you 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 know how to play the that, game <laughs> that is actually going to be very very interesting news because once the certification comes up uh you will see where ihsc is taking that to the next level of uh, security of cyber security the encoding world the decoding world the hacking world the remote workflow world uh it it has a major impact for sure and that will actually be a brand new uh, segment for you to cover independent segment it has that much news in it hmm. but i'll uh, Stay tuned, it's coming. Love it. Exciting stuff. And uh, like Manny said, we'll uh, need to cover it on another episode. So audience, make sure you're subscribing. You don't want to miss that follow-up here because I have a feeling that certification is going to create some domino effects for the larger KVM industry as IHS continues to set standards like it always has being an industry leader. All right, let's jump to the next key trend here. Uh, Manny, there have been several advances to high frame rate uh, technology, to uh, HDR picture quality, to um, latency as well over the years that have really raised the bar for sort of the bare minimum of what both companies, but also the end users, the viewers and consumers expect from their content quality. Uh, and, you know, that varies depending on industry, but the base level keeps getting higher, right? How is that impacting IHSE's KVM technologies uh, and really your whole ecosystem of solutions? I'm going to let you out on a secret. Oh, love it. We are one of the reasons the bars are going up. Hey, love that. Chicken one and egg scenario. Yeah. Uh, we have always been a, a proponent of zero latency or low latency. And we have consistently proved that in the industry from last 10, 15 years. As far as high resolution is concerned, HDR is concerned, uh, HFR is concerned, we already have that for the eSport arena. We already do 240 hertz. We already have HDR in our products. So if the industry is requiring it, we have it. If not, we will make sure we have it. So it's a very simple uh, answer to this question. We already have it. Uh, as the bar goes up in the industry, the resolutions go up, the latency requirement goes up. We are there already. And we are consistently keeping up with the trends to make sure that uh, we don't fall behind. 
that's our objective and our goal. And then last key trend I want to get your thoughts on, Manny, is you know, basically an unavoidable trend that the whole world had to adapt to. Yes, I'm talking COVID, but more specifically, I'm talking remote work. Uh, of course, not every industry could work remotely, but the ones that could did. And it was a huge shift in in norms, in standards. And now we're seeing that turn into, um, you know, several companies pivoting to a permanent remote or at least hybridized work strategy. So how has IHSE pivoted some of its solutions to a world that's become increasingly dependent on remote work and on, you know, having to share high quality content from point A to point B consistently all the time over a large network, right? Give us your thoughts there. We already have started doing it. Uh, to uh, we, we discussed before, first of all, it's a security aspect if somebody is remotely logging in. So we covered that when it comes to cybersecurity, when it comes to encoding, when it comes to uh, secured networks. Adding to this, uh, you also uh, know now that we acquired KBM Tech out of Austria. So that has an IP-based solution. So a combination of that hybrid system uh, combination of that and our traditional hybrid system will be the new platform going forward. And that was one of the major reasons where uh, we acquired KBM Tech. So now both worlds can be taken care of. And as I mentioned, we have the NIAP certification in progress. We have uh, the specialized uh, filing for the uh, high-end uh, certification filing for the government. So uh, Security, remote workflow, IP, traditional encoding, all put that in a basket and you have a platform. Now you can sit home, do your post-production work, do your remote work, do your editing work, and you are seamlessly uh, integrated. So we already addressed that. Uh, we were we were expecting uh, at the start of COVID, we were expecting this and we made sure we immediately get onto that uh, scenario and make a solution available for it. And that's definitely a trend that is not going to be slowing down. Uh, like I said, it is now sort of an embedded part of the global workforce to uh, demand at least some level of uh, work from home or, uh, you know, companies investing now in a hybridized workforce and saving on some rent, right? So I think that will continue to be a motivating trend for IHSE's products, and maybe we'll need to do another follow-up episode on just that Absolutely. trend. Absolutely. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, so, Manny, I want to go ahead and start to wrap up the conversation with this last question for you here. Thank you again for all your insights so far. Uh, but I want to pull from your specific strategies as a CEO here. What would you say you've centered as your defining strategies over the years to turn IHSE USA into one of the most recognized KVM brands under your tenure as a CEO and, and you know, really turning the company into one that continues to lead on all fronts. Uh, what have been your strategies to achieve that as a leader? I think the most important aspect would be loyalty to customer and loyalty from customer. Mm. I think that is the key for any successful business model. Uh, designing products for their requirement as per their needs, making them your partner in the process, listening to what they are saying, make them a part of your family, not be a pain when they call 
out of warranty products support and you know warranty or no warranty we would support them to the end stay with them till the end and i think that is what the customers probably are looking for and my personal opinion is you stay loyal to your clients and they will stay loyal to you and that has always been the case with us i have not seen any new customer that has come to us go away from us and we make sure we go out of our way to keep it that way we maintain it we maintain the relationship we make sure they are heard we make sure their problems are solved if it is because of us or for what because of our designs so uh, i think that is the most important thing loyalty to customers and loyalty from customers and of course uh, having the top of the line product line supporting it of course helps for sure and manny i think on that note we'll go ahead and wrap up the podcast and look ahead at some future conversations we've teased at least two potential topics here so our uh, our audience has a lot to sit on to chew on with this one and to look forward to so till then manny patel thank you so much for your perspective today again manny is president and ceo of ihse usa and Manny, if folks want to find out a little bit more about the company, uh, they want to learn more about your strategies uh, or, you know, just get in touch, maybe source more of your thought leadership. How can they do so? They can definitely visit us at our website, www.ihseusa.com, or they can write us an email at info at ihseusa.com. Anytime, we'll make sure we respond to it. Thank you for having me again. Fantastic. Thanks again, Manny. It's really been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to chatting soon. Bye-bye. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Direct Connections, an IHSE podcast. If you like what you heard and saw today and you want some previous conversations or you want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes of the podcast, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and head to our website, IHSEUSA.com. Again, IHSEUSA.com for more. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Direct Connections.